Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. We not only think about our exes or playback uh, relationships that went south and and wonder what could have been. We not only get into our time machine and we start thinking about, um, you know, um, what could have been different uh, or we're just playing back, you know, highlight reels and all of that. We not only do all of this in our heads, we sometimes act on them. And obviously, I think this is toxic, meaning we will call or text. It's like, uh, we probably won't call. That's a little too much, but we'll, we'll text, you know. It, it starts like this. It starts with um, us being curious about uh, an ex um, or maybe someone that we dated and didn't go well. And so we start stalking them on Instagram or social media. Start, you know, going through their feed, seeing their life. And, of course, that sparks emotion or a lot of what-ifs. And we realize that they're still single um, or they're newly single. And then we reach out, right? And it's very subtle. Maybe we shoot them a DM. Um, we're very clever about it, too. We'll, we'll like, uh, say, oh, you know, by the way, uh, you know, um, did you hear about this? Or, you know, something that's kind of casual, indirect, and we start the conversation. Next thing you know, we wake up in the morning and, uh, you know, we just slept with them. Or, or we, are, we are now in, or maybe we're in a giant fight and we realize nothing has changed because we're engaging with them again. So, engaging with our exes or, or in um, relationships that didn't work out, even if it was short-lived, um, basically round two or round three or round four, uh, I don't know how many times um, you have gotten back uh, or, get, or given it another chance. You know, one of the things I say is... Um, if two people haven't changed significantly, and I'm not talking about physically, right? I'm not talking about someone losing 80 pounds. I'm talking because that's a significant change, but I'm talking about um, internal change. I'm talking about secondary change, change that's uh, irreversible, you know, because uh, you have gone on your journey, you know, that you, you are internally a different person. The way that you see the world is different. Uh, the priorities you have are different. So un unless there's been that much change in two people, the chances are the relationship's going to be the same because, you know, our our wiring's the same uh, because the way that we think is the same, the way that we react is the same. And so because those tracks of that relationship has already been laid, it's very easy um, that when you when you meet that person again, that you just kind of fall into that dynamic. Let me give you an example of how powerful relationship dynamics are. Uh, when you are near your parents, right? Do you not turn into that 15-year-old uh, again? Do you not snap back into the same um, banter? Does, does it not trigger you when you're um, hanging out with your mom or dad or whatever, whoever, sister, brother, for more than you know a week? And it doesn't matter who you are or how far you've come in this world or what you've accomplished um, because we grew up with them and those relationships are very sensitive, um, they're, they're triggering, and we snap back, you know? 
And that's an example of um, how powerful the dynamic of a relationship is. So when it comes to your exes, especially if there was uh, chaos and, and lots of uh, toxicity, sometimes I've got to slow down to say the word correctly. Uh, you're you're going to you're going to snap back. And and this is why I say if if the relationship is or if the, if two people are, are completely different, you know, from the inside out, then that dynamic then there's room for that dynamic to be different, right? There's room to uh, start over in a fresh way. Okay, so uh, that's obviously um, a toxic thing going back to someone that didn't work out because you're single and you're um, wanting to give it another chance. Now, yes, there is a chance that it could work out again, right? Or it could be better. But again, it, two people have to be different, you know? All right. Another one. This sounds obvious, uh, but our addictions, you know? And it doesn't, it, we don't have to be technically addicted to something, but any of our addictions where we can lose ourselves. When we're single, um, if we decide to numb, if we decide to run, hide, not face, if we decide to just uh, chase after dopamine, and that could be uh, anything from alcohol, drugs to, you know, I don't know, but partying till, I don't know, four in the morning or whatever it is that, uh, and, and listen, if you do it once, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm talking about losing yourself. I'm talking about um, not having control over it. Uh, food, you know, um, Anything where the behavior is unhealthy because um, it's a form of numbing. And a sex, yeah, um, what else? Um, or it could also be something that uh, on the surface or from the outside appears healthy, you know, like exercise. You know, exercise can be an addiction. It could, uh, and, and I think exercise is great when you're single. I think fitness can be a, an amazing um part of your life that uh makes you feel great about yourself but if it becomes an obsession like at what point is it unhealthy you know social media social media can be an addiction and uh i mean i i that's how i make my living and i have to do it but it could also be addictive in you could actually start to live two different lives and you could not have a life because um you're just on social media so much that you're not really living in in the real world, right? Like I actually have to tell myself, okay, I'm going to put the phone down. I'm going to get on my motorcycle, drive somewhere. I'm going to act with real humans. Um, I'm going to be mindful when I'm eating this meal. Uh, I'm going to, you know, uh, just get off the internet for a while. Um, if not, it's easy for me because I'm on it so much working. It's easy for me to to like just live on there. And I think that can be toxic, especially if you're single. And speaking of social media, dating apps, right? If you are um, using dating apps as a way to find the one or your husband, um, I think it could be very toxic because you know, we all know the dating landscape uh, can be very toxic. Everything from, you know, ghosting to... to, to um, Man, when I was single and I was playing with dating apps, I learned very quickly to just use it when I feel good about myself, to use it as a tool. Um, I, I realized that there was a lot of false advertising. I would swipe on Drew Barrymore and Drew Carey would show up, right? Um, 
also, you know, the whole thing with dick pics and like all of that stuff, right? And, and a date today is just so like silly. It's a 10 minute interview basically at a coffee shop. And then while the person's in the restroom, you're swiping again. And I, I just think that the, the, the whole dating, we, we become um, baseball cards, right? And so it's very, um, the experience is very two dimensional and. It's like the film in your mouth when you eat McDonald's, like the um, greasy, cheap, like greasy, cheap fast food, drive-through food, and you get that film in your mouth. That's what dating has become. And so, um, I'm not saying to get off the apps. I'm just saying don't let the apps have power over you, or you know how you feel about yourself. Um, people are people are shitty. People are fearless. People are mean. And when you're on a dating app, you're creating a room if you don't feel good about yourself to um, allow people to reject you and you're going to think that you're not attractive or less than. And that's not, that's toxic, obviously, right? No one needs that. We already struggle with those things. The last one I'm going to say is, uh, and, and this is toxic behavior when you're single, is... Uh, it, it's broad. Um, doing anything that doesn't line up with your truth. Because when you're single, you have an opportunity to finally stand on your truth. You have no one to answer to but yourself. And so anything you're doing where you are uh, exchanging your truth, whether it's for membership, for approval, for love, for whatever, where you're um, disconnecting with yourself, that is toxic and it's also sad because when you're single this is a time to actually connect back to you and the beginning of that is to stand on your truth you know what do you want what do you deserve what do you want your day to look like what are you passionate about what does it look like to connect back to the part of you that you have locked away or stuffed into a hope chest because of love or that last relationship Standing on your truth is something um, I think is just soil and imperative when it comes to um, being single and finding yourself again. So please do that. Please uh, listen to that quiet whisper that you've been ignoring for so long and don't fall into the trap of ignoring yourself and you know uh, taking in other people's blueprints, um, repeating old patterns that make you feel shitty. Uh, and also, like, just talking, you know, assassinating your own character, right? All of that internal dialogue. Now's the time to change it uh, because you're single and you're shaking your life slash love at your sketch. It's time for new definitions and finally a better relationship with you. Thank you for listening. You're welcome.